Welcome to the Swiping Diaries. Hey everyone, welcome to the Swiping Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Martins, and we are here for another fun dating episode with the Swiping Diaries. And I have my lovely guest, Jill, on today. Jill, hey. Hello, everybody. We are so happy to have you here. And just for the record, I know I sound a little different. Um, no, I'm not trying out a new voice or anything. I am a little hoarse because I'm sick. So as the characters and friends say, this is my sexy voice. Sounds, so you're welcome. It sounds good. It sounds good. Thank you. It's a voice for radio, clearly. Yeah, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's the vibe we're going for here. <laughs> so Jill, how have you been? I feel like I haven't like talked to you in a while. I mean, I know we literally just talked earlier today, but for the podcast sake. But for the podcast sake, I know. It's been a while. Um, I've been MIA, hiding out, but it's okay. Life's, life's going. It's moving, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to do something different and have some fun. Absolutely. Oh, I'm fun. so excited. <laughs> and obviously, that's what we do at the Swiping Diaries. We have oodles and oodles of fun. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we've been trying to try out different things in the episodes. So we've done a guess that dating app game. And today we're going to do a little something extra. And you'll find out what that is later today. So to kick off the episode, Jill, I want to start off our conversation today okay. by asking you, like, what are some easy red flags that you can pinpoint right when you start swiping or matching with someone on a dating app? Okay. Well, first of all, it's always the picture. Like I'm always looking at their picture because you can tell when someone is genuine, I guess. I don't even want to say that, but to me, like the pictures are what, what is the first thing that I see so that would be the first thing that is going to be a red flag for me. If your picture is like on a boat and you're just constantly in random bars and you look like you have all of this money, it's like, hold up, back up, red flag. Um, 100%. 100%. On Hinge, it's a little different because it's the girls kind of, well, I guess it's everybody choosing, but you actually have stories or like questions that you ask. Um when you start reading their questions and you start seeing that they're just throwing their Instagram handle or their Snapchat handle out there, red flag, red flag. Um, totally. I I, that's really it when it comes to swiping though. Yeah. I also found it to be a big red flag too. If people just posted pictures of like them in groups of people. Yes. And then especially like I've come across ones where it was like people in groups of people or people in group pictures for every picture they have and every person in each picture looks different every time yes and that's when it gets hard because I'm like which one are you you know what else when they take their picture and they crop their ex-girlfriend out of it yes and then they use that as their picture on their profile and then it's like we know that's your ex-girlfriend like we know you crop somebody out of it we're not dumb here yeah, exactly. Oh what do you think? What do you think of people that post their hobbies? Okay, that's a little different. I like that. That gets the okay. You want me to get to know you? I'm going to get to know something about you. That that I can go with. Um, it depends on the hobby, though. I guess depends. That's on how I feel. I yeah. I mean, I'm totally for like you know you can do whatever hobby you want, 
as long as you're not hurting anybody, yeah. you know, and you're being safe, do whatever hobby you want. But like, I don't know. And maybe you feel differently about this, but I feel like I was always turned off by people that like, like I remember when Bumble started doing videos and people like the first video was just like them blowing like pot smoke or yeah. whatever smoke into the camera. I'm like, I could care. Like, what is this like? What I'm going to be that, seeing? Is yeah. Is that supposed to, am I supposed to be like, wow, wow, he blew smoke. Let me go get him. No. I know. I'm like, you can smoke. That's totally fine. But like when you're blowing it like directly into the camera, I'm like, what was the artistic judgment behind that? It's like first impression. People are trying to give a, a good first impression. And I think that that's where people get stuck and caught up is that the people that if you're using the app and you're getting schmoozed by somebody. Well, of course yep. you're going to, you're going to be like, oh, okay. But if you, what is the, like, what is the purpose of that? Like, that's not the first like look for me here. Like that's why we're the right. people where they're, you know, looking like they're living on boats and living their life. Okay. Maybe I'll go a little, yeah. Red flag, but maybe I'll go a little more for them instead of the, let me just throw smoke in your face. <laughs> yeah. Well then that leads me to my next question. So let's say you get the match, right? Yes. What are some like red flags when it came to like the first messages back and forth with your match? Did you have any? Oh my gosh. I had this one person one time. I matched with them. This was year, like, again, I haven't been on a dating app in a very long time. I will say that. So it's probably been different. But when I first, when I got a match the one time, the person gave me the whole story, the whole rundown of me. Like he said, we're going to, it was just, I said, he said, hi, I said, hi. And then it was like, well, we're going to get married and have kids. We're going to fall in love, have kids, blah, 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 blah. And then he said, and divorced. And then that was it. Like he went through this whole story and I went, oh, red flag. Like you're talking about divorce. And all I said was hi. Honestly, the only situation where talking about the future like that is okay is like on any dating show, but like not in real life on the dating apps at it all. Like what? bizarre bizarre so red flag if they ask start talking about that red flag um if they ask you for money red flag which has yes. happened to me people have been like oh hey and then you start talking and they're like oh we should meet up or something and then it's like oh i don't have money they've said that to me before um that's a red what? flag like i don't understand these people but there's red flags all over the place Mm-hmm. And I also like can't stand the people either that like, like to me, it was a huge red flag whenever like, like I was busy. So when I was on the dating apps, I was predominantly in school. So yeah. the majority of my time was studying or like the little time I had, I wanted to hang out with my friends. Yep. So I was just busy. Like I wasn't out being like cynical or like doing anything crazy. But like, I also found it to be a red flag when like early on, I would get like a a double message, like double messages aren't the problem. The problem was the double message that was like, oh, wow. Well, I guess you found something more interesting to do. Yep. When I'm like, hang on, what? Like, I don't even know you. Yeah. What are you like, talking sir, about? I swiped, I swiped on you 72 hours ago. Like I've known you for 72 hours and all I know is your name and that you had a good day yesterday. Like, yep. I don't know what else you want from me. I don't. Yep. I don't. And I feel like those people that would like, switch their personality might be like super sweet one second and then like other messages later like if you couldn't hang out or something them like 
like flipping on a dime yes. and being super pissed off. That was also a big red flag. I'm like, if you're upset about something like this minuscule now, I can only imagine, imagine what you're going to be mad at. Oh my God. Oh my I God. I can only imagine. It's crazy. And at that point, that's scary. Yeah. And it's like, you have to sit there and it's like, do I want to continue with this or do I not want to? But half the time we do. Half the time we do yep. because that's because we have this nature of wanting to be accepted and appreciated and loved and talked to and have attention. And so when someone gives you that little attention, you run with it. Right. And it's like that little piece of like good attention outweighs the like super big red flags, like literally like the the huge, like outside of Perkins sized American red flag. Yeah, like, American like flag, someone, red flag. like I want America, 4th of July in the South, holding up the, <laughs> yes. the flag like that, waving it. That's what it is. That's what yep. it is. And it's terrible, but we still do it. Mm hmm. We still mm -hmm. do it. And that, that I think is a great segue into our homework for this oh, podcast episode. So, Jill and I decided to both watch separately The Tinder Swindler. It is currently on Netflix. In case you don't know, it is a docu-series, or it's not a docu-series. It's a documentary about a few women stepping forward and talking about their experience matching with this person on Tinder. Um, so we thought it'd be cool to watch it and then debrief about it on today's episode. So first impressions, Jill, right away, like, pie in the sky, what did you think? These people are crazy, Ashley. <laughs> they are insane, okay? There's no way. You would not catch me. You would not catch me doing this. There's no way. This is why I don't go on dating apps. This is why. <laughs> this is why I'm right here. You're talking about um, the main like the person that was doing I'm the swimming. I'm talking about everybody's crazy, in all honesty. The oh, girls interesting are crazy, and, they're, and he's crazy. The girls aren't as crazy because they fell into the trap. Okay. I get it. Right. They're victims. They're victims. Yeah. I'm not victim blaming. I'm not. I want to put that out there. I'm not victim blaming at all because it's shit has happened like this to me. Like people convince you that they are other people and it happens. I'm just saying that like for someone to ask me for $125,000 and me just willingly give it to them. There's no way. No way. Also, I just have to say, like, we can get more into that too, but like for people just to have like a hundred twenty some thousand dollars that they can just, just loan out, I'm like, how? But I don't you know what? But I guess, you know, love makes people do crazy things and people were just very much in love with this man. Listen, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. I took so many notes on this episode, everybody. That you, I don't even know where to start. This girl had a thousand. Where is it at? Let me tell you the exact number. One thousand. Hold on. One thousand twenty-four matches before she met Simon. That was what's her name, Cecile. Well, and you know, it's the money that he was flaunting that seemed to be, I mean, and maybe it wasn't just the money thing. You know, he had a way with words. It wasn't. But for all her. these people do. It wasn't for her. The girl said that she thought this was like Beauty and the Beast. Yikes. That's a red flag. I remember that part. 
I know. I know. So in case you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you pause this episode, go quick, watch it, come back and re-listen because there will be spoilers here. Um, Yes. So let's just go through real quick a synopsis of what happened. So in this episode or in this documentary, we meet Cecile, we meet Pernilla, and we also meet Aileen. All these women have matched with Simon Laviv on Tinder. Simon claims to be the son of um, LL Diamonds, right? Yes. I think that's what it's called. We, yeah, he he claims first. He claims his name is um, his last name. Oh wait, you said his last name, but his dad was Lev Lev Laviv. Yes, yes, the head of like LL Diamonds. Yes, the Diamond people. Yes. And so this man would like swoon these women with like booking them trips to like cool countries, um, taking them out to super fancy dinners, hanging out in super fancy cars, private jets, you name it. And like then what ends up happening is he then would meet new people, but tell the former girlfriend that, oh, he like desperately needs a loan. He has enemies after him. He needs like money to quick it out, but he doesn't have access to his accounts. And then he gets like very like pushy with these women to get them to give him money. And anyway, long story short, they end up capturing him after a while. These women band together. They talk to a magazine to then get the name out there. And then the current girlfriend, if you will, which he has so many current girlfriends. So like, that's the thing. The one girlfriend at the time was like, I'm going to swindle the Tinder swindler and sold all his designer clothing. Um, She did that. Yep. That was a badass move. She did that. Mm -hmm. She literally said, you want to screw with everybody? I'm coming for blood. And to this day, she's still selling his stuff. Yep. And still profiting off of it. And, and still profiting. And the shitty thing is that this man then, he was caught, but was only put in jail for some for like what he was wanted for in Israel. He only spent 15 months in Israel and was released after, he was sentenced to 15 months for yes. his crimes in Israel and was released after five months in prison for Isn't stealing that over... Wild? I couldn't even count how much. I didn't even write down how much money. I didn't even. I didn't even write down how much money. It was in the millions. I think millions of dollars, millions. This this guy was asking women to take out loans and yep. credit cards. And but the thing is, I wanted to say this. Um, he did. The thing is, he didn't have the girlfriends at the same time. So like, he would start with. He started with Cecile. And then did whatever he got, a bunch of money from Cecile, smooth Cecile, put her on an airplane, private jet, with his supposedly baby mom. Yes, that is true. That's (laughs) the part that blows my mind. With the baby mom on the airplane, then after months of talking, months and months, then he gets Pernilla, and then does the same thing and is buying, not only is he just taking the money from the women, he's taking the money from Cecile, Spending it on Pernilla. And then when yep. he gets into situations there, he takes Pernilla's money and then was spending it on Aline. And then Aline yeah, was the yeah. one that was like, shut it down. She went John Taffer on him and said, shut it down. We're not doing it no more. And now is selling his shit. Well, and what's crazy is like, even like the whole aftermath, like he still has a girlfriend. And I'm like, you 
crazy son of a bitch. And he doesn't seem like he's suffering at all from any sort of money issues at this point when before he was like, like piss broke. Well, didn't they say that he has like a bit, an online like business, like a website where you can pay him in order to teach you how to run a business and finances properly? Yes. I'm pretty sure I saw that. And I'm pretty sure that the cost for that is $311 to take his course. Now, if someone is paying this fraud $311, we got issues. Yep. We got issues. Also, that's such a specific amount for financial advice from the internet. Come on. $311. What are we covering up for? The the fines and fees that we need to pay from prison? I guess so. That's exactly what he's paying for, the fines and fees. It said, but anyway. Oh, wait. Here it is. I'm sorry. $10 $10 million across the globe. That is ridiculous. And the amount of people that stepped forward too and said yes. that this guy's crazy, I just don't understand how this guy's not in jail. Like, and, I don't get it. And it doesn't make sense to me because if that would have happened here, it would have, in the US, it would have been locked up. And, and we have like the victim, we have like victim funds. So most of the time, like when someone gets fined, or if they go to prison and they have to pay fines or restitution back to the victims, it comes uh-huh. out of a victim's fund and then the offender pays the court and then the court puts that money back into the fund. Um, so like there should have been, there could have been retribution because he was going to, or yeah, cause he was going to have to pay for it, but it's a different country. Everything's different over there. And all different countries too. Cause these women live in different countries they were even saying that these women are still paying down the personal loans they had to take out for which, this guy's ass. Which is insane because I don't even want to pay off my school loans. I know. That's what I'm saying. That is craziness. And now these women have to, like, every time they go and pay off their loans, they have to think about this whole situation. horrible, horrible situation. Yes. It's terrible. It's honestly terrible. Now, what did you think about – what did you think about – um? The Pernilla. What did you think about Pernilla? Let's talk about her. I thought she was a character. She seemed like one of those, like I, first of all, was super impressed that she like kind of went with everything, like to kind of help the magazine out and everything. So I thought she was like a badass for doing that. I also thought it was interesting too, because she matched with him on Tinder, but they weren't romantic partners. Like that was her friend that she like helped out. So I thought that was crazy that like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like her. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just feel like, I feel like she was put into the situation for a reason because it wasn't like she, like she said, she said she would like call Simon and like, they would just go for weekends places. And like, she would, he would meet her, her and her friends out. So like, he was so public about it what he was doing in a sense. But at the same time, I don't think anything was really happening between them for him to even get involved like this, like to cause this issue. That's what I'm saying. Like there were even pictures of Pernilla and like his girlfriend at the time. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah. I just feel like she just kind of like stumbled into the middle of this. And like, I don't want to say she was like, she wasn't, she's not a sucker because everyone's a victim here. But at the same time, like she also like, was just an easy target for him because she cares and was like, oh, this is my friend. I want to make sure he's okay. okay. Yeah. And 
she paid him $25,000 in cash. That is crazy. I don't where know do where you get like, $25,000 in cash. I don't have that. Because I would like some <laughs> what? of that. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like the amount of cash, like these women were able to just take out well, so then, fast. It's not even about the money either at this point. Let's talk about No, this. no. Let's talk about why we don't give personal information out on the internet. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> we live in this world where people do crazy things and it's getting really dark in my apartment right now. And I just freaked out for five seconds. Sorry about that. <laughs> but there is things, people do crazy things. People are insane. You don't trust people on the internet after two weeks, after three days of talking, you just don't do that. That's just not what you do. And this girl gave him her whole passport. Yep. Took a picture of her passport. What? Yep. That's like giving that is, the man your social security card and saying, have fun. I know. It's one of those things where like, I think this dude just like, when he got lucky, I think he must have known like certain characteristics of women that he knew would fall for this or people because he had this down to a science. He sent people like, he knew when the right time to send voice memos was. He knew when the right time to send like those like pictures of his quote unquote bodyguard getting beat up was like he had this down oh, to peter? a science yeah oh, peter yeah peter the bodyguard peter the bodyguard that's partying at the bars and drunk at the bars while you're supposed to be the bodyguard oh okay yep. Peter. yep and what i also think is disgusting is that his baby mama knew about everything and still did not say anything that is disgusting and the oh you know what though Let's take a step back because I was just thinking about this. You know how messed up he made these other girls, how manipulative him, he was to them, that it almost is like maybe he was so manipulative and threatening to her that she had no choice. That's a good point. And you know at this point, I mean? she has a daughter on the line. Exactly. And you saw how zero to 100, he, he turned real quick of saying, you don't, um, what do you say to Cecile in, when she was in, oh no, I think it was um, Pernilla. He was like, when she was on the phone trying to get him to come to the to the room yeah. or for the police. And he said, you don't want to do this. You, you're, you're really risking something or, or something along those lines. Like, you know, you better watch yourself. So yes, now you just yes. took all money and you're going to threaten me? You're crazy. No, I know, but- but you know what, though? Like, with his talk of all of these enemies he has, you know, like, that's crazy. And then, like, for that woman, Aileen, to get beaten up, like, I would have been scared, too. Yes. Like, he had people sent out there to beat her up. And I'd be scared, too, to, like, like oh, my God, if I did something. Wait, was it the gonna... people there to beat her up? He sent people there to beat her her up and then... He pretended like he didn't know, right? Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened. Because I remember her saying that, and then she was like, he knew that, and he was trying to comfort me through it, and blah, 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 blah. It's such a yeah. weird situation. It's so, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, okay. If you were in that situation, if a man literally swiped on you and was like, Blah, 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 blah. How would you respond to that without before watching this, before watching Tinder Swindler? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'd like to think if I was in that situation, I'd be like, fuck this. 
Like, I don't know you. I'm not giving you any money. But, you know, like, if he was that much of a sweet talker, who's to say that, like, I wouldn't have been, like, swindled out of, like, 10 bucks? You know, I don't well, know. that's a difference, though. Ashley, you I just know, said it. I know, I know. The difference is between spending $20 so that they can put gas in their car and, you know what I mean, versus 25 grand. I know. It's crazy. Well, and another thing, too, is, like, and I know we talked about this before, like, recording this episode, but, like, something that I think really resonated with me from when we were talking was, like, if people just seem to have all this money and they're just throwing it around, like, it is too good to be true. Sorry. 100%. Like, and, like, I feel like if you're that rich as well, like, why would you want to be, like, showing, showing all that off? Like, off then, like then you're that. a target. Yeah, then you brought it upon yourself. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's like, it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. And what's the problem is, is that these people, and I'm saying just like these predators, excuse me, these predators that are out there, they prey on, unfortunately, weak people, whether that is you're physically weak or emotionally, you're weak in that moment, they're vulnerable. Let's use the word vulnerable. I like vulnerable, vulnerable. yeah. It's vulnerable people that they prey on, and and it's sad, and it's really sad because it's catching these people who need help or who are looking for comfort or who are looking for a friend to talk to or who, like Sissy, are looking for the love of their freaking life and think that everything's a Disney movie. There's people like that. And unfortunately, they prey on them. And what they don't realize, though, is the aftermath of that. I know we talked about, like, you know, they're still paying back loans and they're still doing this and that. But, like, the emotional damage, that's crazy. That's that's domestic violence. Hate to break it to you. That's domestic violence. So people literally, like, I don't know. It's just a thing. Like you don't realize the damage that you're doing to a person. You're only thinking about the damage. Sometimes you're not even thinking about the damage that you're doing in that moment. You just do it, but you don't think about the repercussions after. Right. And that man's a freaking narcissist. So like, why would he care what anyone thinks anyway? Like he has so emotionally just like disattached from everything. Like he's such a piece of shit. Yep. Like he has no remorse for anything that he's been doing. It's really sad. And like, what's crazy is like, and it's sad because these people are so like hungry for love. And I get it. Like it's addicting. I would be too, you know? And like Cecile, remember at the end of the episode was, or the episode, the documentary, she already like is back on the dating apps. And I feel like after something like that, I would be very, I mean, once again, never say never. I, if I was in that situation, maybe it'd be different. But like, I don't know if I could go back on the dating apps all that quickly. Yeah. After and, this whole thing. And I agree with you because I don't, I don't know if I could get back on a dating app after the whole thing. Because I'm a hopeless romantic. Like, I love love. I love everything about love. And, but there's a point where I'm just like, hold on, like, you need to take a step back. And if you just keep putting yourself out there, maybe that's good for some people. And maybe that's what she needs. Like maybe she needs to be on the dating apps. That's what keeps her going. That's what, you know, helps her get by during the day. But 
I know that if somebody, something breaks up with me, I'm not getting on a dating app right away. So why am I going to get on a dating app if someone just took all my money, embarrassed the shit out of me, and then is went to jail, did all of this, and I'm just supposed to be like, hi, back on Tinder, baby. No. <laughs> There's a Netflix yeah, documentary about me. What? I, no. I don't know. I It just seemed very crazy to me, especially when this whole situation literally drove her to like admit herself into a mental hospital. Yes. She literally like, that's a huge, yes. Like maybe she like talked through it in therapy or whatever, but like, Oh my God. Like, I don't think I can mentally, emotionally, physically put that much effort into the dating apps at that point. No, because that whole experience having to check yourself into a mental hospital or institution or a facility that takes a big toll on somebody. So now you're going from living this lavish lifestyle. And I'm just saying in general, you know, think about it. You're living this lavish lifestyle. You have a man who's literally telling you everything, everything you want to hear, all of this stuff comes crashing down. All your money's out the window. And then you have to go on a grippy sock vacation. No, that's, that is an emotional roller coaster that, I don't know how I would have handled it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to either. But also very big of her for no understanding she needed to, you know, take care of herself and her mental health to do that. I was also just thinking too of like, like, I don't know if it's like psychology or just like my gut reaction whenever I would get like a a match. Because I was like, how the heck do people still keep answering this man when they reach out to him and I was like thinking about it and I was like, oh my God, I remember back in the day when I was more active on the apps that like, for whatever reason, the people that were like more aloof or whatever, like they made me feel more excited when I got a message from them. Cause it was like, oh my God, like, like I got more butterflies. So I'm like, I deserve this. Like yes. they reached out to me, but at the same time, like I didn't feel as comfortable or stable with them. So that should have been a huge red flag that I always kept having all those butterflies every time that person kept reaching out. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. but that feeling is addicting. So it makes me think that's why these people just kept going back. But yeah, but why Pernilla helped? I think she just had a big heart. I think she did. I think she just realized that all of this this stuff was happening and that she she wasn't going to be, she seems like the girl, both of them, all three of them are very strong women. Like I commend them all yep. for coming out and stepping forward because it is very difficult when you're a victim of something like this, um, especially money-wise. But then, and when someone's a master manipulator too. Yes, and then you're like in love with them, and you don't know, and you're you're just crazy. But then you don't want to talk about it because now people are going to know that you just gave them money, so you look crazy. But they've done like I commend them for standing for standing up. Um, but me too. Pernilla and Aline, I'm telling you right now, those two girls were not messing around. They oh, were not. Hell no. They're for Aline to also for Aileen to also like go through the whole like dating fantasy when she knew everything was there. Like that was so brave of her. I don't know if I could ever do that. I think like my emotions would have got the best better of me and I would have like flipped shit. Um oh, yeah, like that's crazy. No there's no way because I'm telling you right now, the moment that I found out that 
my money was going to somebody else, it was over. It was game over. Something was going to yep. happen. So I just don't understand. I just, I don't get it. I guess what I don't understand is how he doesn't see it as an issue. Because he's a narcissist. Like, I guess he just can't, like, see past, like, or he's a sociopath. Like, he just can't see past his yeah, own Yeah, like, it's not even narcissism. It's not even narcissism at this point. It's like. Or he's just a psychopath, it's, whatever. He's like a Ted Bundy without killing girls. Yep. That's he what has he is. No remorse. No remorse. And he has multiple personalities. Like, the way that he, like, like when they were showing all the messages that he was sending to Aileen, or even just, like, to any of the women, like, he flipped on a dime. Like, it was just, like, he was, like, super lovey. And then he was, like, this is terrible. People are going to come for you, blah, 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 blah. I hate you. And then, like, I love you. Like, you're the only person I can talk to. Like, yes. That is messed up. Yes. it's nar- That is narcissist. That is narcissistic behavior. But it's it's like more than that he's like delusional yeah like he's like i didn't steal no money i didn't give anything i paid i paid people back i didn't do this i didn't do that sir you did because they don't have the money anymore where'd it go yep the banks were being flagged cecile was being flagged by banks all across the country like all across everywhere they would not let her use anything. They weren't, wouldn't let her deposit money into into bank accounts. And what's crazy is that this guy just thinks that that's so okay, that he got to live this lavish lifestyle that he lived while these other girls, okay, yeah, they were living it too, but they weren't living it because it wasn't coming from you. It was coming from them. They were paying for it. Yep, yep. He just exploited these like super sweet, would do anything for you kind of gals. And like, it's just really sad because like you said, like what kind of emotional trauma is this going to leave them with for years to come? Exactly. Uh, But Cecile seems like she's totally fine. Cecile is out there. She's living her best life. She's on the dating apps. At the end of the documentary, it said that Cecile's still on the dating apps. She, listen, Cecile, if you're out there and you hear this, you please let us know when you find love because we want to come to the wedding. Yes. I want to be part of this. You deserve it. You deserve it, girl. And Pernilla and Aileen, I want to be your best friends. Honestly. You're the kind of people I want on my side. Honestly, this is the best. This was the best girl gang that could have happened. And even yep. if people are in their weird spots of what you believe and what you think, live through this, people. Live through it. Take a second and take a break and evaluate the people around you. In all honesty, truly look at people around you because it is the craziest, the craziest thing. You could think that you know somebody and you don't, you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't. Yep. And it's crazy because online you can literally just like have a whole different persona and everything. Like it is crazy. It is crazy. And I, and I think about it like, you remember that kid that I dated in college at the end of my senior year, my last boyfriend in college? You know. I think so. You know. I think so. You know, lovely frat boy he is. In the beginning, he was so sweet. I loved him. He was so great. I was like, dude, you're fantastic. I love everything about you. We had such a great time. Wait, and wait, then, are you talking about are you I'm talking, talking about, about um, Long Island boy? 
Long Island, uh, New York boy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're square. Yeah, we're good. So he was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, we would start going out and we would start going to parties. And then he asked me my name at a party. And I still didn't get the red flag. I was like, no, it's fine. This is him. He's fun. He's great. Woohoo. No, it was a damn lie. He was a narcissist. He did crazy things. He put his hands on me. We got into fights because he beat me up. We yes, don't that do was it, so bad. We that was don't so bad. Do it. And in the beginning, it was, oh wow, look, you're so pretty. Blah 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 blah. No, girls, guys, he, she, they, them's, everybody out there, who, however you identify, watch the people around you because you don't and you cannot trust anyone. No, no one. you can't. You really can't. And like, like even people you like, and that's the thing too, is like, I understand people are nervous of like meeting people online because it's like, you know, shit like this could happen, but like this could literally happen to people you meet in person. Literally. Online, in person, on the streets, in the air. I don't know. I don't care. But like, like you said, what's up? I said, wherever you meet them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I have some post documentary questions. So So at the end, remember how Simon was saying how, like, he pretty much, like, pledged his innocence the whole time to the point where he, like, sent a voice memo to the documentary people and was like, they're going to be in trouble or whatever. So do you think Simon is guilty? I think I know the answer, but do you think he's guilty? 100%. That is fraud. If he was in the U.S., that is fraud. That is a federal charge. He could be in prison for a very long time in the United States. Yep, and I 110% agree. You're guilty. And whether you're not guilty, in all honesty, let me say this. Whether the court didn't find him guilty or not, everybody knows that he's guilty. And he knows in his own brain that he's guilty. And he has to live with that. I know. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I hope he just has some sort of like remorse moment. in his, yeah, a light bulb moment. Just some sort of just like upset bone in his body for what he's been doing and not upset because he can't get like I don't know I feel like he's still doing it though because even though he has even though he has his own website you're not getting Versace and Gucci shit for charging people $311 for a personal business class like that you don't get that and I need to know who's taking his business class that's what I need to know too who's taking financial advice and especially if you're taking it from this man, I mean, is man. he, is he like making more of these like Tinder swindlers? I don't know, but oh, crazy. crazy. But yeah, my last question, we had kind of already addressed, but would you go back on the dating apps after this? Would you maybe try like, an- like if this happened to you, would you maybe try like another dating app? Would you be sworn off for good? What do you think? I don't think that I would be sworn off for good. I think that eventually I would get back on, but I definitely more cautious. I I wouldn't get on right away. There's no way that I would have gotten on right away, but I think that eventually I would have to give the dating app a chance because this is the society that we're in. Like we live in a society where even if online dating isn't considered apps, if you meet somebody through Facebook, Instagram, 
uh, Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is, whatever platform you use, Twitch, you're, that's online dating. You got yes. them from online. That's online dating. So no matter what, I think that I would just be cautious all the way around. It's like when those random people add you on Facebook and they're like, Steve Johnson. And then you look at them, they got like three pictures on Facebook or three people that they're friends with on Facebook and they live in Ireland. And it's like, first of all, I know that you're not a real person. Get right. out of here. And like, how the and hell did you even find my profile find of all me? the profiles? How did you find me in the United States out of everybody that there could have been? So I yep. think that it wouldn't, I think that I wouldn't swear it off. I think it would just have to take time. Yeah, I see that too. I feel like after like intense therapy for me, I'd probably get back on. And I feel like I'd be quicker to get on a separate dating app and maybe not Tinder or wherever I met that person. That person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I would person. definitely need to dissociate all like, you know, and it's not that it's the app's fault. And I like that they mentioned that. Like, it's not Tinder's fault. Yeah. No. That this happened. No. It's just like it, it, it happens. You can't control what people do. You can't control other people's actions. Like people are going to do what they're going to do. Tinder yep. just gave them a platform to do it. And did they do that on purpose? No, because that platform's open to anybody. It's the same thing about how people catfish people on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram's just a platform. Facebook's just a platform. It's the individual that's doing, that's causing the actions. Um, and a lot of the times these apps don't realize what's happening. You know, they don't get reports. People don't report it because they don't see it as a big deal and they just blow it off to the next one. But then that's how issues like this happen. Yep. And they have what millions or billions of users. Like that must be so hard for them to sift through all that data. But at the same time, like, well, actually I don't even blame Tinder because all the messages they were showing were from WhatsApp. So yes. if anything, that's a Facebook problem. Yep. And it's, and again, it's not even that because it, it can't right. even be anybody's problem, but his or, or the exactly. parties involved because they're just a platform. They can't, they, they do all of their monitoring before to get you onto the app. And then after that they monitor, but if people aren't reporting, nothing's going to get done. And I think yep. that that's like, what's really important is like, and like why I was really excited that you talked to me about this episode was because you have to watch your surroundings, be hyper aware of everything. Look at what you're doing. Make sure that you're know who you're talking to and just, just be smart because the world is crazy and it can happen anywhere and it can happen more quickly than you think. And it can happen on platforms and in places that you wouldn't even believe and yep. report it. Like if someone says something to you, report it. If, if it's yep. inappropriate, report. scary, report it. Or even block them. Yes. Like report you don't have to keep, report yeah, you don't even block. have to keep messaging them. Like you don't owe these people anything and I know no. like it's hard like I remember like this one person reached out not that long ago but like he tried asking me out when we were back at school still mm -hmm. and I was like well wait a minute like why is he reaching out like three years later mm -hmm. and then I look on his Instagram and like all of a sudden there's no girlfriend pictures there anymore and I'm like I felt bad at first because I was like this person makes me uncomfortable I don't know why he's reaching out whatever yep and my boyfriend was like, just block him. And I'm like, well, I feel bad. 
And then it's like, no, like, and then I got a clue. And then I'm like, no, don't, don't feel, feel bad. bad. You don't owe people shit. If they're making you uncomfortable, report them like you said, or block them Listen, or do both. My favorite line that I stand by is from one of my other favorite podcasts. It's called True Crime Junkies. They're, they talk about just crime in general. And they say, be weird, be rude, stay alive. Yes. That's what I it love is. it. And I will drop the motto here because I use it in my daily life because it's so true. You just don't know. And you don't have to keep talking to somebody. And if they're getting nope. weird and they're doing something, the reason why I say report before block is because you could be saving someone else's life. That's a good because point. If you block that person and then they go to the next one, that next person may not know. And if you can yep. do something about it, even if nothing gets done in that moment, at least you know that you did your due diligence and reported that person and could have saved the life if you did. You know what I mean? Like that's just what it comes down to. Us women, vulnerable people in general, um, anybody who's vulnerable has to have the support system and has to have people that back them up. And that's why a podcast like what, what we're doing here on Swiping Diaries is so great is because you're able to have a community that's like, no, we're not putting up with BS from nobody. We're not, we're going to survive this. We're not dealing with this catfishing and these crazy boyfriends. And no, we're not, we're not. Nope. (laughs) Nobody has time for that. Nobody has time for that. And hopefully, you know, this helps you save you some sanity listeners and your emotional well being. Um, Jill, did you have anything else you wanted to share? I know you said you wanted to had another comment. I did. I just wanted to leave these phone numbers here in case anybody is listening. You are important. If you need someone to speak to, there is always hotlines available. Um, The National Suicide Hotline is 998. You can text that number or you can call it. Someone is always available to talk. You can also chat online 24-7 and there is always someone there to talk. If you just need someone to talk to or if you're going through a rough time, Um, The other number is the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. Same thing. You can call it. Um, Don't believe you can text it, but there's also always someone that's there available to chat, and that number is 800-799-7233. So I just want to put those numbers out there for anyone who's listening. If you need help and you don't want to ask for help, um, there's anonymous ways and ways that you can go about it, and everyone is here to support you no matter what. I love that. And I'll make sure I include those phone numbers in our show notes. Um, but yeah, you are not alone. Please, please talk to someone, even if it's anonymous. Um, I love that. So to round out this episode, I have, I just did a very fast Google search and it brought me to Newsweek's website. Um, and from there, it was published on February 15th, 2022. Um, and it's the eight biggest things that have happened in Simon Laviv's life since the Tinder swindler. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. So number one, more victims came forward. Um, so between two, 2017 and 2019, Laviv met and they listed them out on here individually on Twitter. And under the pretense, his life was in grave danger, was able to defraud them out of thousands of dollars. Um, which is craziness. So this man is still out there doing this still shit. Still out there doing shit. And on Twitter, Second people, th- you see Twitter. 
That's not even a dating app. Twitter. It does not matter. These people, it does not matter. And I'll put a link to this article if people want to read more in the show notes. Um, Next up, Lviv disappears from Instagram after addressing documentary. And I'm like, you don't say. I tried looking for him earlier and it was all like fake accounts. Um, It said on February 7th, just five days after the Netflix documentary dropped, Lviv's Instagram account disappeared. Hmm, Wonder why. And then he says, in an Instagram post, he had thanked his followers for their quote-unquote support, writing, I will share my side of the story in the next few days when I have sorted out the best and most respectful way to tell it, both to the involved parties and myself. Until then, please keep an open mind and heart. No, sir. I think I he's not. full of shit. No, <laughs> sir. I will not keep an open mind and heart. Yeah, I will do anything but. Thanks. Then it says, number three, Tinder removes Laviv's profile. Just 48 hours after the release of the Tinder Swindler, the dating app Tinder confirmed to Newsweek Laviv was no longer able to use Tinder. So thank God. Thanks, Tinder. But now what about Bumble? What about Hinge? What about Plenty of Fish? He needs to be taken off all of them. I know. I know. Um, But actually, it was kind of nice because Tinder published a set of new guidelines titled Romance Scams and How to Protect Yourself Online. Oh, I love that. I love that too. That's so great. See, Mm. that's, that's what we need. Here we go. He is banned from other apps under Match Group Inc., including Match.com, Plenty of Fish, and OkCupid. Perfect. God bless. We love it. We love to hear it. Number four, LL Diamonds puts out a statement. So using the name Simon Laviv, Israeli conman Simon Urshiman Hayut pretended to be the CEO of this, which we know. Blah, 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 blah. Shortly after the release of the Netflix documentary, LL Diamonds responded to Lviv's lies, shutting down his claims he was affiliated with the company. Good. I'm just happy that this is like, this documentary is like shedding light on a few things. Well, yeah, because on top of that, it wasn't just like he was involved with the company. Remember he told Cecile or somebody that she was like the CEO or something and gave her a paycheck and put her on the books? Yeah. He was involving other people in this LL Diamond business. 100%. So now this one, this one was a little interesting. Number five, French Montana shares image of him and Lviv. Um, And he, Montana wrote on Instagram, I can't believe I met the swindler with a laughing emoji. Later posting the image with a different caption. In his second post, Montana poked fun at Lviv, referencing the lies Lviv would tell his victims about being in the hospital after a fight and needing money to protect him from his enemies. So French Montana wasn't messing around either. No. French Montana said, you want to mess with people? I'll mess with you. Yeah. So he wrote, hey, we just left the hospital. French Montana is fine again. We're fine again. But our enemies are after us. Please send 50K fast, please. (laughs) I was like, damn. Alongside with several crying face emojis. I love it. So I'm so here for it. You're the real one. Hell Yeah. Number six, Cardi B mocks Laviv on Twitter. She wrote to her 21 million followers at the time, my enemies are after me. Please send me 100K alongside the sad face emoji. Oh my God, my girl Cardi. I love it. Number seven, Laviv then returns to Instagram. So on Valentine's Day, after one week hiatus, Laviv returned to Instagram and he opted to make his account public, which is very crazy. Ballsy. 
Uh, visitors can see him living a lavish lifestyle. In his most recent post on February 14th, he shared a photo of him sitting in a car in a white shirt, jeans, and blue vans, saying, the past few days was not easy for me. Thank you for all your love and support. I will keep fighting as I always did. And um, But then if you scroll down, I think they linked the Instagram picture, but it says, it's an Instagram like block, and it says, the link to this photo or video may be broken or the post may have been removed. Hmm. So, I mean, this was back in February and we're recording this in like the end of August. So I don't think this is like a thing anymore. Um, but it says he posted a short story on Instagram where he said it's at Simon underscore Laviv underscore official was the only form of social media he used. But I didn't see that when I looked for him. But either way, number eight, the last one, the Tinder swindler film. So Netflix is currently in talks with the Tinder Swindler producers about turning their gripping documentary into a drama series. Um, so yeah, so. Well. That's that. Hey, Netflix. Hey, Netflix, if you want people to talk about, you know what, you need hosts? We'll be here. You need hosts, Netflix? Sign us up. Sign us up, we're here for you. I love it. Well, but yeah, so that was. <laughs> But yeah, but that was all according to Newsweek. But yes, um, we're here for sponsorships from Netflix. And yeah, I'm we're here. here for I, we could totally MC. Are you kidding me? We could be like the next Neve and Max from Catfish. Hell Can yes. Can you imagine us on Netflix as the show talking to these dating, these Tinder swindler people? We're oh my coming God. for you. We're coming for you. You thought that this was a one-time thing? <laughs> <laughs> and what do we have that we could use against you? Well, we can talk about it and post a podcast episode. <laughs> Exposed. Oh, gosh. We're going to expose you, people. We love it. Oh, gosh. This, well, was yeah, crazy, so this was crazy. This was really a crazy story. And there's everybody. There's so much more details. Like Ashley was saying, like, make sure you go watch it because we didn't touch upon, oh, excuse me, we didn't touch upon half the things that were in this documentary. Nope. And like, if you watch the docu-series or docu-series, not yet. If you watch the documentary, you'll actually listen to like the voice recording, see explicit messages he wrote. They, the messages themselves are not explicit, but like the actual text yes. you'll be able to see. And you can see how much this guy is a raging lunatic. 100%. 100%. It's crazy. And Simon, listen, if you're out there and you hear this, we're just telling the truth. That's it. We're just coming with the facts. It's just straight facts. Yeah, and I have to say, it's kind of shady if you think you didn't do anything wrong. One day How it'll come really out. you really haven't stepped forward? One day it'll come out, and we'll be here for you, Simon, when we're ready. When you're ready, come find us. <laughs> or we'll don't. That's okay. Or don't. You don't have to Actually, come find us. Please don't find me. Yeah, please just, like, message the show me. on... Just message the show on Instagram, and then we'll, like... We'll talk about it in another episode in the future. Yeah, don't and that's mind me. don't <laughs> mind me. Oh gosh. That's well, red flag. red flag. Quick, wave the huge red flag yeah, in the me, air. Let me hold it to the song of the people. Red flag flying. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's a wrap to our Tinder Swindler recap episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Swiping Diaries. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Jill, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on TikTok. Jgons12. I will shout that out. Come find me on TikTok. 
We're a great time. Um, or you can find me potentially on this podcast again. Who knows? Never Who knows? Know. You never know well, where I'll be. <laughs> and if you want to keep up with all the show and our updates for the Swiping Diaries, follow the show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Swiping Diaries. And you can also email the show at swipingdiaries at gmail.com. And check out our website at swipingdiariespodcast.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you guys tune in next time. Bye. Bye.